Welcome to the RV Podcast. This is episode 431. And this week we're going to talk about how to find and how to buy RV land of your own. Welcome everybody, I'm Mike Wendland and this is my lifelong traveling companion and my bride, Jennifer. And we bring you greetings coming to you this week from the Sunshine State. We are on Okaloosa Island on the beautiful Emerald Coast of Florida where it's a cool um, but beautiful day. The sun is shining and uh, we're getting our vitamin D out there. That's right. You can't beat blue sky and sunshine. We've been down in Florida for the past week, just back from the just concluded Tampa RV Super Show. It was the 10th of these shows that we have attended. What did you think of this year's show? I always enjoy the shows. I, um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, you know, we try to think, after a while, all those RVs kind of look alike. I mean, they're all gorgeous and beautiful to go through. But it's always the people that uh, stick with us. And uh, the attitude, the energy we pick up, and I would say that uh, while sales and the economy may be tanking, interest and enthusiasm about the RV lifestyle is 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 high, if not higher than ever before. There were some really excited people to be talking about RVs out there. I think it's hard for people not to be excited when they're in Florida, and uh, a couple of the days it was in the 80s, so it was very warm. And uh, a lot of happy faces. The show uh, scored like uh, 80,000 viewers and uh, visitors. It's not the highest attending. I think that was 84,000. And uh, that was uh, just a rate. Uh, that was last year, I think hmm. it was the biggest one. But um, it would have probably been very close to the record because, but it rained on Saturday and Sunday. Still, people came. They had a good weekend. But it was a great show. We had fun. And uh, since we are in Florida and we're going to be here this week, we're going to do um, a little regional local meetup for anybody in and around the Destin, Florida area. We're going to be at the Beach Camp Brewing Company on Saturday afternoon about 4 o'clock. We're going to hang out and uh, you'll find us there. If you're in the area, come by and we'd love to let you know. There's two Beach Camp uh, micro, they're little, little micro breweries and uh, one that we're going to be at is in Destin, right at the Destin Harbor on uh, US 28, 541 US 28 is the address. So uh, the Beach Camp Brewing Company, it used to be known as Hog's Breath Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why they changed the name. Yeah, well, they, they actually sold it. And this is, a, <laughs> this is kind of a local microbrewery. It's very good. So come see us, Beach Camp Brewing Company, Saturday uh, at about 4 o'clock. It comes highly recommended. We haven't been there yet, have we? Uh, we haven't been there under the new name the and new the new management, owner, no. Owners. And I guess it's not too early to talk about another meetup we'll be doing, and that will be on February 4th up in Linden, Tennessee. Uh, we're going to be at our RV property at the Woodlands of Buffalo River, and it turns out the Woodlands of Buffalo River are holding one of their one-day sales on February 4th. So we'll go hang out with those guys, and we look forward to meeting you. Uh, whether you come to the one this Saturday or the one on the 4th, uh, ask us for a sticker and we will give you, look at this, this really cool little <laughs> RV lifestyle sticker. We'll put it up for those of you watching on YouTube, but it'll be fun. Now, is there a place that they should go and a time? Uh, 4 o'clock, oh, at the uh, at Woodlands. 
Um, you, you got a book of time. Book of time. If you're going, this is kind of for those who are going to look at the do a tour of the land, and they'll give you the location. Uh, it's a little. It's on the development itself, and I don't know how to direct people in verbally. I'd, you'd have to put a map up, but they'll they'll get it through the link uh, that you get from. Uh, uh, I think it's called myrvland.com, and they'll they'll set you right up with how to find this. And we'll be hanging out there late couple, morning and yeah, a couple hours morning. and meeting people and. Okay. And if we're still around, we'll invite you over to see our, our property over there as well. So that'll be on February 4th. So meet up Saturday, this coming Saturday in Destin. And uh, we hope uh, if you're around in that area, drive over and you can uh, hang out with us for a little bit on Saturday. And we'll have our stickers with you. So that's um, that's been a busy month for us. Started uh, the whole 2023 season as we do every year with our winter camp out. And I swear that we enjoy Florida more after camping in the cold and the snow, but, <laughs> but we do enjoy that a lot. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about this emerging trend about buying your own RV land, uh, why we did it, and then we're going to uh, bring on a, a friend of ours, Cree Ham from uh, Tennessee Land and Lakes, who's going to tell us how to find land, how hard it is to find really a uh, good RV land that you can use as an RVer, and then how you actually buy it. So stick with us. We'll have that and then uh, we'll have a little bit more after that. But first, from the Woodlands, this announcement. Tired of overcrowded campgrounds and competing for reservations, paying high fees for sites? Well, ownership is an emerging trend in RVing that might be right for you. It was for Jen and me. We bought some land just west of Nashville, Tennessee in an incredible collection of mountaintop RV properties called the Woodlands at Buffalo River. These are 5 to 62 acre properties that allow RVs year-round starting at $79,900 and we loved it. The scenery is breathtaking and you can own it outright. It's not a timeshare, it's your property, your way. You can landscape, garden, bring your pets, build what you want to. There's high-speed internet and it's so private. It's a great place to make your home base. No more calling around for reservations, ready whenever you want. And they're selling these properties by appointment, five to 62 acres, $79,900. Financing, big discounts available on multi-lot packages. For information, visit myrvland.com, myrvland.com. Welcome back, and now it's time for our interview of the week. And the topic this week again is how to find and buy RV land. Like we bought in Tennessee, uh, and we just bought some property in Michigan as well. Uh, the Tennessee property is part of a development called the Woodlands at Buffalo River. We have done a number of uh, videos. We've actually chronicled the purchase, how we bought it, and then each step of all of our development as we have uh, built that land up into our own private little RV retreat with different spots. But it's really hard to find RV land. We looked in Michigan for over a year before we found 10 acres that we were able to get there. And people keep asking us, how do you find this land? How do you find this land? So we decided that we needed to pull together some thoughts. Yep, and so we're gonna talk first to Cree Ham. She's the sales manager for Tennessee Land and Lakes. They are the developers behind this massive project that we are so happy with, uh, the Woodlands at Buffalo River. And again, they're having a sale on February 4th. They sell these in one-day sales, uh, usually every month or so. And the next one's February 4th. We're going to be there, and we'll be doing kind of a, a little informal meetup with all those folks who are coming in to tour the land. So we look forward to seeing you. 
And yes, we'll bring our stickers and give you one of our stickers when we see it. Uh, and then after the interview with Cree, we'll come back with some tips of our own that we've learned on how you can find RV land. But it's very hard to find land. It's very hard to find a land like the development at the Woodlands. So let's uh, bring on our friend who we've come to know pretty good over the last year, Cree Ham. Thank you so much, Mike. It's so good to see you again. I hadn't seen you for a little bit. Yeah, well, we'll see each other on February 4th because, as we said earlier, we're going to be at the Woodlands and we get to meet a lot of folks there and that'll be that'll be fun. But Cree, let's, let's talk, uh, first of all, for all those who, I mean, this is a trend, buying RV land. People really... Absolutely. And, how do they find it? How do you find RV land? Not not well, necessarily you, but the but me, the the customer, the RVer. How do we find it? Yeah, well, you know, I I know with us, you know, we we put it out there for you. We make it easy for you. But um, you know, good RV land's hard to find, so we kind of make that part of it easy. Um, because we are people who develop land and uh, the purpose for the, for the stuff that we've been selling the last three years have been perfect for our beers. It's just, it's hard to find, you know, well, good land. It, it is certainly for a developer, but it's, it's even harder for a, uh, an RVer who says, I want to have property. What are some tips that they could do? They, they look under, under Facebook do you search on Zillow? Uh, where do you hear about RV parcels of land that are available? Well, you know, uh, that's what I was saying in regards to that. It's hard for an individual to find good RV land because when you just go on Zillow, you know, there's so many things to, to uh, look for. I mean, for one thing, just being able to have an RV on the property. That's why I was saying we, we, you see us, you know, on Facebook, we make it easy. Uh, Google search, we put it out there for you. So we, we really make it easy for, for our viewers to find us. Well, I guess one section is always do RV land near me <laughs> or RV land, Tennessee, RV yeah. land, Arizona and Florida. Um, people find lots of lots, lots of lots. How's that for a question? Lots of property, lots, parcels, of, lots. <laughs> lots of lots for sale. But then when they look at them, they find there's restrictions. So what are some of the things that RVers should look at before even considering it? What are some of the things that are red flags to them? And should they be looking for and buying their own land? Yes. Well, you know, um, buying your own land's getting to be a trend because it's so hard for RVers. At least that's what I've learned in the last three years, that it's so hard for RVers. They have to make their plans a year in advance to find a place to put their RV. So buying land is truly um, so important right now for RVers. And as we all know, you know, you've got to find that perfect piece of land that doesn't restrict our beers. And that is um, probably one of the most important things that you should ask when you're looking for RVs is, is there any restrictions to that? What are and, some of the typical restrictions that people would find that would maybe make that not so desirable? 
Um, well, they're for, you know, a lot of land, a lot of communities are out there uh, building houses, you know, now um, that's something that they would restrict if it's a, if it's typically just an RV property, that's getting to be a little bit of a trend now, but um you know, if they're building houses, a lot of people, you know, they don't want the RVs next to them. You know, mm -hmm. they don't want that. They're they're smaller lots, you know, and uh, there's not there's not room for their RVs. That's another thing. And so there are requirements that they have to build a permanent structure oftentimes. Right. Oh, well, in in a time frame, yeah. you know, there there are HOAs that say, uh, that you have to build in a certain time frame. That's another thing that uh, you have to be aware of before you even look at something. So let me reverse that question. What are some of the things that RVers should look for in deciding whether they want to find a piece of property? Well, we've talked about that you got to make sure that your RV belongs there. And the other thing is you want to make sure that you have access to good roads for easy access. We know how important that is to, to RVers, that you have access to utilities. And the other thing that's real important these days is high-speed high internet. I mean, that's a real important thing as well. So, because I know a lot of RVers work from their house now because they can. Sure. Because it, well, <laughs> that's what we're in our RV right now working. And uh, that's exactly it. So, Cree, uh, I've talked a lot and we've shared a lot of stories about the land that Jennifer and I bought uh, in uh, the woodlands at Buffalo River. And you have your big sale coming up on February 4th, I know. Uh, what's the process like in? buying land i mean what do people uh, how does a typical day go when they show up for your sale what do you know do they just have to go find it themselves do they have somebody with them walk us through we show up on the 4th of february and we want to look at some land what kind of screening have you done and what do we need to know okay good how Thank do you, you buy the land that's the question yeah. <laughs> how do you buy the land yeah <laughs> well that's where I come in, my salespeople come in, we make it so simple. The process is so simple. And we have a fun day. You come in, you check in. Everybody has an appointment and everybody goes out with one person. You get a private tour of the property. Now, in, you know, on our end, you know, we've got 30 lots out there. And uh, you can't look at all 30 lots and 30 lots may not be appropriate for what you want to do on the property. So, it, you know, we go out there, we go out there a few days, we walk all the property, we uh, search it out because we get to know you, you know, and once you book your appointment with us, um, my salespeople through Zoom, through getting to know you on the phone, making sure you have all the details on this property. So we go out there, we search a few lots for you. And then on that day you come in, you check in, um, and then you will meet your person. And uh, the rep will take you around, show you the property. It's very easy. There's no pressure. 
you go, we show you all the the fantastic uh, qualities about that certain property and why it would work for you. So we do we do all the due diligence for you. We search it out, and uh, it's a fun day. You come back, you have some lunch, and uh, it's it's exciting. You get to see another place in the country. You need to you need to come see the town. And uh, we tell you all about it on the phone. So you're prepared before yeah. you even come to yeah, the sale. I, I've shown little bits and pieces of, of us uh, when we bought our property from you guys. Uh, you had three lots. Actually, I think you showed uh-huh. us four lots. Um, yes. But right from the beginning, there was one that stood out and that was based on us talking about how much we wanted and how much property. And it turned out that's the one we bought. But uh, I get this question all the time. Say, well, is this, it's a one day sale. Is that a lot of high pressure? And really the, the only pressure is, is how much do I want it and how fast do I want to buy it? Uh, exactly. Now, exactly. But uh, why one day sales? Uh, I, I, I have a theory on it that you just, this is a fairly remote country. It's not wild and wilderness, but it's, it's just not cost efficient to have an office with somebody there 24 seven you know, to be able to show people as they, as they come in. That's my theory. I don't know if that's the reason why, but uh, people always say, well, how come I can only, I can only see it on one day? Well, it's efficient uh, for one thing, because we don't work right on site. Like you said, Uh, we, so we have had properties. We've been, we've been doing this for over 35 years in Tennessee. I've been here for uh, 15 years. So, and I've been doing this for a long time. So our offices are not on site. We live, we sell property all over Tennessee and we're not right on site. Also, uh, we can, we can sell property, um, very quickly. So we can sell it to you at, at more wholesale pricing. And, uh, we're not holding on, paying the taxes, you know, that sort of thing. So, um, we can, uh, sell it to you at that discounted price. You know, it strikes me, I should probably describe the woodlands to everybody because there's people who probably are, we've been talking about it all the time. Yeah. We're at the Tampa RV show as we record this interview. And I mean, and I can't tell how many times today people have said, oh, I want to come see your property and everything, but how That's big exciting. is the woodlands? This is, this is the third and final phase of this that we're up that's up for sale in february right so how how big is that property why would somebody want to want to live there besides the fact we live we have a place there (laughs) well you know there's a lot of reasons and a lot of things about the woodlands that have really made it my favorite property um one thing about the woodlands is its location i mean you know, you got to look for land that where you have the necessities close by, whether it medical care, med, uh, medical care, uh, have your uh, grocery stores and things to do around this property. So you've got this property is situated near the Buffalo River. It's situated near Kentucky Lake. You're not too far away. You could have a boat. You got 160,000 acres of water to boat on. Or you can go kayaking if you want to be a little quieter or 
fishing, which a lot of people love, and that's great for the Buffalo River. So you've got a lot of things to do around there. So location to me is very important. And this land checks all those boxes. And it's, um, and it's right near Nashville. It's an hour and a half, two hours away from Nashville. And even better. You know, right. even better that yeah. you've got access to a big city. Um, Nashville's growing. Um, it's 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 a beautiful city, and it's so much fun to be there. How many acres is the is the woodlands at Buffalo River? Fifty three hundred acres of property. So these properties are are huge. Um, we have anything from five acres up to 65 acre properties for this upcoming sale. We've, we've already sold 158 properties out there. So, uh, we've been very successful. It's a, it's a hot commodity. Is this, so to is, will this actually sell out the development pretty much? The, the woodlands, this last sale you're doing or will there be more phase? Well, we're in the, we're in the, uh, second section of this property and we are opening up a new phase of development for this property for this sale excuse me for this sale so yes we're coming to the end of uh the woodlands and it and um i have fallen in love with the woodlands it really is some of the best properties we've sold and i've seen a lot of properties come and go well let me ask a, a question about uh you buy the property then you got to, you know, put whatever utilities that you want in there. Um, what's a cost guideline or where do you find people to do that work? Can you do it yourself? You need water, electricity, cable. Uh, mm -hmm. Are the roads accessible to the property? These aren't landlocked. I want to make sure that for people. Yes. Yeah. Good, good questions. Um, we, what we have done is we have brought in your electric and your high-speed internet fiber optics that are on the poles up to every property line. We've also built the roads out there, so there's no problem getting to your lot. You won't have any trouble with that. Um, and, uh, of course, it is septic, and it is well out there. Well, the beauty of that there, there is a wonderful aquifer underneath there, so no problem getting the water to you. And also the septic. Uh, a lot of people have already put in wells and septic there. And, uh, you know, we've got an exact cost. The, you know, doing business with us, we try to make it as easy as possible for you. So we have a whole sheet. When you come to our cell and you look, we, we uh, have vital information, so to speak. And there are and, contractors uh, in the area. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the thing. And is in this vital information, we have cost, estimated cost. Of course, we know that does depend on the lot. Um, and we have contractors uh, that you can use if you choose. And they are wonderful. Who we have and who we recommend have worked for us. So we know they're good and they're going to do you a good job. And uh, in terms of restrictions, uh, is there an HOA? Uh, do people have to build? Do, they can build permanently, but do they have to? Can they camp on it? Can they rent the spots out? Anything like that that would stop them from those things? Oh, I love those questions for you because that's very important to RVers as well is um, 
Yes. You know, the the beauty of this property, along with a lot of other things, because it's just beautiful in general, but the beauty of it is it is it is basically unrestricted property. So there are no time frames uh, in which you have to build or develop your property. You could boondock if you want to, or you could prepare it for your RV. Or the beauty of it is you could build a casita, you could build a, uh, a barn, barn a RV, make a barn dominium. I mean, there are so many things. And then a lot of our folks, you know, they're they're new RVers or they want to RV now. They want a vacation now and build a cabin or a house to retire to. So there's a lot of options there. So you don't have those types of restrictions in the community. Well, we'll be there on the 4th of uh, February. um, And we look forward to meeting some of those people that are coming down for your sale. And uh, we'll invite them out to take a look at what we've done with ours. And and we'll get to see Cree in person. Uh, Yay! (laughs) Yeah. So that's always fun. And uh, I'm excited about... uh, uh, just uh, getting a chance to uh, get back there. We go back, I bet, every month and a half, and uh, yeah. it's just a place to decompress. So uh, it is. Yeah. So, Cree Ham, thanks for being the guest on the podcast. We'll see you uh, on February 4th, and uh, we'll put the link uh, in the, the show notes and down below where people can click and make an appointment. And uh, okay. um, onward and upward to the woodlands, the last uh, phase. We look forward yep. to it. Yes, yeah, exciting. Cree, thanks for being our guest. Thank you. Well, like I said, we will be hanging out with Cree and some of those folks from Tennessee Land and Lakes will be there on February 4th for their next one-day sale at the Woodlands. Last phase. Can you believe that big development last phase? I just find that incredible because what was it, 2,500 acres? No, no, double that, almost 5,000. It was, I think, when we first bought it and then they picked up some other land and uh, it's just such a unique piece of property and... uh, I really know of nothing like that uh, anywhere in the central part of the country. There is uh, the Greenwood Ranches out in Arizona, which is a different type of camping where you can buy, you know, multi-acre parcels as well. But uh, we'll give you some, some tips right now on how to find land if, uh, if you're still looking. It's, it's not easy uh, because, as Cree said, many places, they may have land that you can get, but you're expected to build or there's an HOA or there's all sorts of restrictions about how many days a week you can a month you can stay in your RV so let's let's talk a little bit about finding them and then you got to work out what restrictions and one of the the easier sites to use is called and we'll put links to these below and in the show notes for this episode that you find at rvlifestyle.com but lotflip.com this is a site that lists uh, all kinds of land for sale. Um, land auctions, lots for lease, um, and lots of for sale by owner parcels of land across the United States, even abroad. You know, the downside is, is you know, you might see the land, but you don't know what restrictions. So you've got to do some research, but at least alert you to where there's some land available. And then there's a site uh, called Land Century. Yeah, Land Century. We've looked at that before. Uh, This also uh, has land for sale, but they have a mobile home and an RV lot category. And that's what you would look under there. 
a lot of those are in existing parks, uh, which was not really our thing. We don't want to be in this sort of like campground type RV park or mobile home park. We wanted raw acreage, but but sometimes you'll find it at Land Century. And a lot of people want a lot in an RV park. Yeah, yeah, that but, may be what you, know, you that's, want. That's not for us, but it for others. That's what that's what you're looking. And then RV lots for sale. RV lots for sale is another another site that you can go to. And again, we're putting links to all this at rvlifestyle.com. Just look in the show notes for the podcast. Uh, this is pretty much all sales by private owners. Uh, it doesn't have a lot of listings in every state, but there are some. And sometimes they tell you, you know, whether there's utilities in, which is it makes it more desirable if you don't have to pay for the electricity and the water and the well and all that stuff. And then there's our last one. Good old Zillow. Zillow. We used Zillow a lot when we were searching for land in Michigan to buy. And we would pick an area we liked and then we would kind of use the filters on Zillow to narrow it down by, you know, a, a certain type of lot, acreage, and what we were looking for. Um, none of those sites are perfect. As you heard from Cree, it's very hard that you find big hunks of property like uh, the woodlands at, at Buffalo River in which you can do whatever you want with your land. It's your land, your way, as they say. Uh, but there are some stuff out there. You just have to work hard for it. And of course, um, uh, we will tell you as we find other places that we go. And there's one other tip that people could use. And that's just... Um, Call and find an area you like and call a local realtor. Oh, yeah, that's that's probably the easiest one. Well, it is the easiest, uh, and you know they they will send you if you give them a good description of what you're looking for, then they will put you on a list, and you'll get emails when property avail is available. Uh, you'll get a lot of emails, and uh, you you know you're going to have to kind of drop everything, go up and see it because true. Unrestricted RV land like like we bought at the Woodlands is very hard to find. And uh, uh, but those are some resources. You'll find them all at rvlifestyle.com. Uh, In the description below, we'll we'll put a link to it as well. So um, just just check all that up. But we have really enjoyed our RV land, and I think that the we're going to spend a, a week there uh, next week. Um, and we're looking forward to just chilling out. We kind of go as often as we can. We've gotten to know some of our neighbors, but it's still very private, very quiet, very beautiful. And for those people who are going to that February 4th sale, you'll see what we're talking about. And we look forward to meeting you guys at the meetup on February 4th in Linden, Tennessee. All right. When we come back, we got the news of the week, RV news of the week. Stay with us. When we're on a road trip, we always seem to find a way to stop at a Camping World Center. There are over 225 Camping World locations across the country, and there's always one close by when we need parts and accessories for our RV or just want to shop. In fact, uh, we have so much fun with uh, Camping World, and as we talk about it as one of our sponsors, they have agreed to offer a 10% discount if you use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you buy $99 or more in merchandise. You'll find everything you want from outdoor furniture and appliances, the ones you see us use in our videos and that we talk about here in the podcast. RV extras that include everything from camping chairs to fire pits, electrical accessories, must-have gadgets. Check them all out. And again, don't forget, use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you visit CampingWorld.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. Time now for the RV News of the Week. 
So our first news of the week has to do with the top 10 U.S. national parks. And so there's a website out there called Travel Lens, uh, ranked the top 10 U.S. national parks based on annual visitors, park fees, proximity to a city, and number of reviews where it is described as beautiful. And the results were surprising. Well, partially, not the first one. We all know what the first one no, is. No, we all always know what the, the first. It's always. always the first one, and that's the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. And, and a big reason is because there's no admission fee. It's free, and it's so accessible to more people than any other park in the I country. I was going to say it's located in such a place where a lot of people can get to it and driving a short distance and that free price, and it is beautiful. But I bet they're going to be surprised by number two. Number two will surprise them. Cuyahoga Valley in Ohio. That's a relatively new national park, by the way. And uh, it is, uh, it's, it's very accessible, and people who are raving about it who had no idea it was there. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And then Olympic in Washington. Very popular one, yep. Uh, Biscayne in Florida. And Hot Springs in Arkansas. Now, I bet those are not the ones that most people would immediately think would be on the top 10 list. Uh, the ones that uh, come on the list uh, would probably be the next groups. The next group are the ones that I think we all think about. Glacier, Zion, New River Gorge. It's another new one, a new one, National Park, yep. Grand Teton, and Indiana Dunes. And another new National another Park. Another new park. So Indiana Dunes and New River Gorge, um, those are on there. Did you notice what's not on that list? Yellowstone. Grand Canyon. And Grand Canyon was not on the list. Mm -hmm. So um, it was a kind of a skewed survey. They, they chose to include entrance fees and... Proximity um, to a uh, city. Yep. Because that influences uh, the number of people who can easily get there. But interesting list, and maybe I'll give you some ideas. We'll put, again, that will be in our show notes for this episode that you always find at rvlifestyle.com, our travel blog. And uh, the second story is a continuing story of what we talked about last week, and this is this terrible flooding that they've had in California. They're continuing to dig out from all of the rain damage that they had. Campgrounds closed, iconic highway uh, one up in the Big Sur area. Uh, that is still closed, by the way, and closed indefinitely, state officials say. Uh, they've been having mudslides almost daily up there. Uh, just a mess. Uh, it's probably one of the most beautiful roads that we recommend every RV or travel, but you know, it's, it is going to take them a long time to clean that up. The rain seems to have stopped. That's the good the news. Good news. Um, the cleanup is continuing. Um, a couple of, of uh, popular parks, uh, Sequoia National Park, uh, Kings Canyon National Parks, both suffered extensive damage from the rain. And uh, we've seen photos of uh, upended bear boxes and picnic tables and downed trees and mud everywhere. Uh, so if you're heading to California, be sure and check the local conditions before you get there. Okay, another weather-related story. And this one tells us about 300 campers were trapped at Arizona's Catalina State Park for at least five days last week after heavy rain caused flooding and mud so thick and gooey that no one could drive out without sinking. And the mud was so bad. Uh, stabilizing a road out took longer than what they expected, leaving some 
RVers saying uh, what they hoped would be a nice vacation getaway turned into a nightmare. Well, they ran out of food, um, propane, some ran out of a few. medicines, a few. Yeah, a few. Uh, I've got to take medicine. They just couldn't get out of there, and uh, some couldn't get back to Can't work. Can't get back so to work. Caused some issues with Problems their employers. Problems with your employer. But um, eventually, they were able to get out. Yeah. But it took almost a week. It did. So, um, lots of weather-related uh, Caused by unusual heavy rain. Yep. And you never know. You go camping, such things can happen. No, you, you don't know. I think about that more now. You know, am I in a flood plain, you know, when you camp by some pretty river? Yeah. 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 So, it is a story uh, about a man whose uh, travel trailer was stolen. Authorities found it in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, it was, uh, and they notified the police because uh, they, they called up, they showed the guy said, yeah, that's my trailer. And police accompanied him and he saw his belongings being used outside the trailer. Uh, the VIN number had been sprayed, painted, so they couldn't see it. A lock that had clearly been tampered with and a missing license plate. They received a search warrant. They ended up arresting a man and a woman who were living inside of it. Uh, he got his camper and he got his belongings returned, but um, what a mess. Uh, and that, they were apparently homeless people who had no place to go and they stole the guy's trailer. And, uh, I bet we'll be hearing more stories like I, that. I hope not. I hope not, I but it wouldn't surprise me any. So good luck. Always have a record of your VIN number. It's usually on your insurance for it. But good locks uh, are essential. All right. All right. Now for this last story, it's time to register for the FMCA's uh, 106th International Convention and RV Expo. And that's March 15th through the 18th. And it's at the uh, Georgia National Fairgrounds and Agri-Center Agri in Perry, Georgia. That's if you haven't been to that, site. you need to go to that. We've been to that, and we loved it. It's a great location for a rally. It is. And the it, event, they do have some camping on site, but it's beginning to fill up, so you need to make arrangements for that if you want to camp on the grounds, or there's some nice parks near there as well, but it's better, I think, to be on the grounds, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. And the convention. They have educational seminars, shopping, live entertainment, socializing opportunities. Lots of that. And they just generally celebrate the RV lifestyle. And the FMCA is something you should consider being a member of. It's, uh, it's the world's largest nonprofit organization for RV owners with about 130,000 members. Yeah, a big one. And uh, we think... The world of those guys. We've been to uh, most of their, many of their, uh, their rallies, and we really recommend it. Perry's a great place, and uh, check it out. We'll put a link on the website so you can learn more about it. Do they still offer what they had before? That if a disaster happened and you were someplace and you needed help driving your rig home? Yes, with membership. You got to have a member. Yeah, they have. They have lots of things. Check them out. There's, check there's them a out. lot of great RV organizations. FMCA is probably the. The granddaddy of them all, or the grandmama of them all. I guess after that was it. the first one we ever went to. It was the first one we went to, but they really have been around for a long time. And um, this is their 106th international convention. I haven't been around that long, not 106 years, because they do several a <laughs> we year. Didn't, we didn't go the first <laughs> yeah, one or anything. Yeah, several a year. <laughs> all right. Hey, when we come back, a new travel tech with some helpful information about some websites that you will want to keep track of.
When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battleborne batteries. Battleborne batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance free. And battleborne batteries are protected by a 10 year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have. And they'll probably be the same on your rig, too. Battleborne battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborne batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com slash lithium rvlifestyle.com slash lithium all right welcome back everybody this segment called new travel tech and uh it's uh, sponsored by newtraveltech.com that's our sister blog which kind of celebrates all sorts of ways that technology enhances every form of travel and uh this week we want to uh share a uh, recent uh story a clickable story that newtraveltech.com posted uh, to help you find uh, bathrooms, the public bathrooms that you can use. Now, you know, that sounds kind of kind of <laughs> silly, but there are times that you may not be able to use the one in your RV or you're looking for someplace a little different and where is the nearest bathroom? Or maybe you're on a hike. Uh, so we're going to share from, uh, from our friends at New Travel Tech some ideas. Uh, and I guess the first one... You want to say the name of it? Flush it sounds kind toilet of finder. The flush toilet finder and, and map. map and map, <laughs> and it's a simple map, very simple site. It's not really complicated, but it lists over two hundred thousand public restrooms all around the world, not just in the U.S. And then you can click on one of the nearest toilets, and it will direct you from your current location using your default, your telephone's default GPS. Um, there's a free version and, of course, there's an uh, upgraded uh, Flush Pro version. But there's really, I don't think, any major difference feature-wise. The Pro version uh, gives you ad-free and includes Apple Watch uh, support. But um, the other one does also, it gives you everything except that and it does show ads at the bottom. But uh, you don't need to get the, the premium one. But there you go. Flush Toilet Finder and Map. Uh, we'll put a link in uh, the show notes for the podcast. And then I get the second one that they recommend, and that's I Exit Interstate Exit Guide. It tells you uh, what's at upcoming exits uh, on the highway, including gas stations, rest stops, restaurants, and hotels. And it also has a nice feature where you can search for specific chains, like Pete's Coffee Shop, or a specific amenity like Wi-Fi. And unlike... Your flush finder, iExit, <laughs> does display a rating system, and it's linked with one of the best systems for user-generated ratings, and that's Yelp. We're all familiar with that. You can see the Yelp star rating at each location, and uh, you can then click on for more information if you need more, and that rating display and clickability helps you determine which nearest public restroom is the cleanest. And I think if you've traveled at all any length of time, you appreciate clean restrooms. Yep, 
Sometimes, you know, you can't necessarily uh, get back and use yours if you have a towable of some sort or maybe you don't have enough water in it or you, you, for lots of reasons. So there you go. The third one is uh, an old friend of ours. It's Google. And, you know, you can search specifically for toilets like accessible restrooms near me or clean public restrooms near me. Um, but we want to take it one step fine, uh, closer. And if you, uh, if you search for specific places known for clean restrooms, we've got a summary of uh, what many think are the cleanest uh, restrooms, where you'll find the clearest restrooms. And they're in a variety of places. Um, the first one we're going to do is clean truck stops. And I bet this isn't going to take you by surprise. The first one is Pilot Flying J, followed by Love's Travel Stops and TA Travel Centers, and uh, Sap Brothers. Sap Brothers. Now, those, those, are, those are all uh, big uh, fuel stops for truckers, for the public, but they all work really hard on keeping clean restrooms. So you're pretty assured whenever you find one of those that you can, you're going to be clean. Now, the gas stations, the cleanest gas stations, um, we've got three of you for different parts of the country. So uh, there's Bucky's. Bucky's. We went to a Bucky's. Are so busy. You it's can't like, get near there. <laughs> it's like a Walmart inside the the bathrooms, but they in the inside the uh, inside the gas station. They're, they're huge with everything. But Bucky's has really good clean bathrooms. Uh, the other one on the East Coast. Those of you on the East Coast know about Wawa. Wawa is another big chain of gas stations, and they take pride in keeping clean restrooms. They know that that will bring customers in. And the other one <laughs> on the eastern uh, seaboard, again, is Sheets, S-H-E-E-T-Z. I'm not going to draw a logical pun here, but Sheets, <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Um, they have clean bathrooms, so there you go. Um, but how about fast food joints? Well, fast food joints, it's uh, Chick-fil-A Chick comes in number one, In-N-Out, and Culver's. And those are all very easy and accessible uh, fast food places. And all these, according to our friends at NewTravelTech.com, have uh, clean, almost always clean bathrooms, well known for it. So check it all out. Again, this all comes to us from our friends at NewTravelTech.com. If you haven't been to that blog, go over and check it out. Subscribe, click on one of their stories, give them a thumbs up or whatever they need. Uh, and we thank them for being a part of uh, the RV lifestyle. Actually, they're our sister blog, so uh, we feel very close to them. All right, we come back. We've got a couple of RV questions of the week we'll tackle for you. So stay with us. One of the most exciting developments for RVs is happening out west in Arizona. Western Land and Ranches is selling five-acre high-elevation ranches just off the famous Route 66, the birthplace of the American road trip. Prices start at only $39,900, and these are beautiful, secluded tracts of land surrounded by majestic mountain ranges with sweeping valley views. The high elevation is a unique microclimate as well, giving you cooler temperatures, green grasses, and tree cover, making it unique for desert property. The community is in the center of it all, close to the best of the West, Grand Canyon, Las Vegas, Lake Havasu, Lake Mead, Lake Mojave, the Colorado River, Flagstaff, Sedona, and Historic Williams. If you're tired of crowded RV parks and paying high fees for sites, 
Well, ownership might be right for you. This incredible collection of mountaintop properties called Greenwood Ranches hit the market and it's selling out fast. There is no HOA. You can build a house, a cabin, outbuildings, or just RV. It's your property, your way, 100% ownership. Visit the website to get details and set up a showing, ArizonaRVLand.net. That's ArizonaRVLand.net. Welcome back, and now the time for your questions. And our first question is from Christy and Randy. And uh, we saw your video on the test drive in the all-electric RV. You clearly said it was a prototype, but uh, we're wondering when such a camper van will be available. We plan on buying a van next year when my husband retires, and an ERV would be nice. Your thoughts, please? Well, it's not going to be ready next year. <laughs> now, I'm sure at the Tampa show next year, they'll have version 3.0 mm -hmm. out there. But they are, I would say, a minimum of five years available from widespread commercial availability of an all-electric RV, maybe longer. And for it to be practical, I mean, look at this. How many years now have we had e-automobiles, e you know, from Tesla to now all the big three are making all-electric vehicles? There still is not the infrastructure that they need for charging along the highways and the in the interstates. So imagine how much longer it's going to take to put in chargers at campgrounds, at RV campgrounds, because that's where you want that charger. When you spend the night in your ERV, you want to be able to charge the motor and everything that runs it. Uh, so that has to be built up. The range right now is miserable what was it 108 108 miles i mean that's but they're, they're wor working on it they're working they say they say that the sweet spot for them they feel that they need to get the range to uh allow you to drive for about three hours which is which is good you know you can i think that's the equivalent of a tank of gas and in, in most vehicles so but there are ways away uh draw encouragement those of you who think evs are pretty cool and they are we test drove ours that video that uh that Christy and Randy referred to, we had fun driving it. Mm -hmm. But um, if you're it's, it's if coming. you're if you're going to buy a van and you're going to wait for an EV, you're going to wait a long time. You might not want to wait a couple of years. Yeah, you so. might want to get one and get going. Yep, yep. So one more question. One more question, and this is from Jake. We got to settle a question for them. Uh, they're considering what they're going to buy next for a camper: a bumper hitch or a fifth wheel. What's the easier one to pull? And Jake adds that for some reason, a fifth wheel scares him. Well, it, it, I can see why. It, it does. It is a little intimidating. Um, so let me address it. First of all, it's a little scary you think about it because that fifth wheel is right there, you know, outside your back window. And you mm -hmm. keep thinking, boy, if that thing broke loose, it would come right through the car. Well, it doesn't break, break loose, you know. Uh, you've got that. You've got a really strong kingpin and a really strong hitch and... Uh, and, and after you hook it up, you become fairly comfortable with it. Uh, so which is the easiest? We have had both. Um, I would say the fifth wheel is easier. It's, uh, I think, easier to hook up. And particularly now, today, with auto leveling systems, it'll go right back to the position that the kingpin was when you unhitched. And uh, modern new hitches on it that are on a slider that keep it from... Uh, getting too close to your window, uh, we'll have to. We'll have a video about that coming up in a few weeks about 
what happens if you don't watch that uh, make sure it doesn't get too close to your, your rear window but uh, I broke my window if you're wondering what happened but we repaired it but um, they're, they're, the modern technology of the slides and the sliding hitches and the hitches uh, I think make it pretty simple uh, we found it was always a lot more complicated uh, to, uh, to hook up a bumper hitch that's gotten easier too of course but still, you know, you've got your sway bars and chains and all that stuff. And uh, I, I would say that a fifth wheel is pretty simple to, to hook up. So if that's your issue, um, we've had a fifth wheel now since April. And your thoughts on it? I think it's just too bad that when you go to a dealer, they don't have something out back where you could get in a truck and, you know, drive. Yes. And uh, also a trailer, you know. To do more yeah, training so that you, for you. could uh, get a feel for which one you're the most comfortable with. Now I'm sure there are some dealers that do that, but uh, it wasn't the case for from us when we bought, and 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 maybe they just assume you know how to do that and how everything works, and then you assume there's nothing special you need to know, and that's where mistakes happen. So I'm betting that Jake is familiar with. Uh, a towable, but I bet he isn't familiar with a fifth wheel. Yep. Uh, I got a feeling he's comfortable, you know. If you started with, to shop yeah. around for a fifth wheel, ask the dealer, say, you know, I, tell them, be honest and say, hey, I need somebody to show me how they work. How do you, I want to see how you hook you them up see, and unhook yeah. them. How deep of a product, pro, how big of a problem is that? Uh, I will also tell you that from our experiences that driving and maneuvering and control of a, of a fifth wheel was markedly much easier than it was with a, bu a bumper toe. Uh, now, again, technology has improved, but I, f I always felt the bumper toe swayed more than I experienced with the fifth wheel, uh, with that hitch, you know, over the the axle of the the rear axle of the of the truck I tow with. Um, you know, half a dozen of one and a half dozen of the other gives you six on each side, so it's it's really your pre preference. But check it out. We have found the fifth wheel. I have found it because I do all the driving. I have found it to be uh, easier than a bumper toe. So we got to get got to get you some experience driving the fifth wheel, and so that you're comfortable. You've got to be sure about uh, what you're going to pull. And there will be a whole lot of people on both sides of this issue that will take uh, umbrage with something I said here or agree with me, and we invite them to put their comments on there too. Because mm -hmm. you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and uh, they're all good. How's that, Jake? So take what you're most comfortable with. Read the comments that come with this from, from our, our friends out there and uh, share yours. Um, and to all of you watching, we love getting your questions. We love getting your comments. And we invite you to use our private email, which is mikeandjen at rvlifestyle.com. Send us your comments, your questions, and uh, we will do our best to answer them right here in the podcast. So there we go. That's this uh, week's episode of the podcast. We look forward to seeing you guys next week. If you're on the road, be safe out there and uh, travel with, uh, with joy at the discoveries you're about to make. Happy trails. Happy trails.